0: Welcome to my hearth. Now we left the odyssey in a very significant moment. Um, Odysseus has escaped from Polyphemus uh, on the Isle of the Cyclops and uh, Polyphemus has cursed him with a long voyage home and also that when he did get home he would find that there had been trouble. So, let us go to his home. Odysseus is king of Ithaca and he is married to Penelope and they have had a son, Telemachus, uh, just before Odysseus went away to the Trojan Wars. Now, because of everything that's happened, the length of the war and the length of the journey, it's actually 20 years since he left. Now, we've already said that because of this length of time the Greeks thought that their army had been killed, and that's why it had taken them such a long while to get home. But we, of course, know that this isn't the case. It's all been to do with the connivance of uh, the goddess of love and Poseidon, the god of the sea. Because Penelope has been left as a, so they think, widowed queen of Ithaca, She has been approached by various suitors. These people want to be the new king of Ithaca. And in one version of the story, there's actually 108 of them. So she's been under terrible duress. Now, who is she? Who is Penelope? And why is she in this story? Penelope was a Greek princess... Before she married Odysseus, and interestingly, she has become a symbol of faithfulness. This is in great contrast to Odysseus, who is so often tempted and seduced by women in the rest of the story. Penelope's name is unusual. Part of it has the root of the Greek word for weft, as in weaving, and the other part is to do with secrecy. So, if we translated her literally, she is a secret weaver. Now, this shows itself as one of the key elements of the story. She has to find ways of stopping the suitors from asking her directly to marry her, And she announces that she will give them a reply when she has finished weaving a shroud for Adidas' late father, Laertes. She weaves the material during the day, and then at night, she actually unravels it. This is one of the great storytelling ideas. There are many stories... Of characters doing this, weaving something during the day and then unravelling it at night. Eventually, her deception is spotted and she has to find a new reason, a new challenge, to put the suitors off. Now, when Odysseus comes back, he is disguised as a beggar. And don't forget, nobody's seen him for 20 years, so just in the ageing process that would have given him a disguise. He discovers that Penelope is alive, he discovers that he has a son, but he also finds out to his dismay that there are all these, you know, literally, a 100 suitors after his wife. She is at her wit's end, because her ruse has been discovered, as to try and find a new challenge to put the suitors off. And she has a thought because she sees Odysseus's bow, which is hanging in the hall of the palace, and she decides to hold a competition. The suitors have to string the bow and then fire it at a target. The bow is famous for being very difficult to string And therefore, it's going to be a challenge that will put them in direct competition with the memory of Odysseus. We don't need to look very far away from this story to realise that competitions, and especially archery competitions, are one of the tropes of storytelling. Robin Hood, William Tell, and I suppose in modern parlance where various people have to shoot at targets with guns. The outcome of the competition is obvious, and that's one of the things that makes it so joyous. We know that the suitors are not going to be able to rise to the challenge, but of course Odysseus, in disguise, is the only person who can string his own bow and fire it successfully at the target. In typical Greek storytelling, he then uses the bow to kill... Several of the other suitors, and as a result, all the rest to leave. I'm not surprised. Penelope, of course, now recognizes Odysseus, partly because of his skill with the bow and the way that he strings it. However, because he has been away for 20 years, she doubts whether it is actually him. Could it be a god in disguise? Could it be some other kind of magic? Remember, this is an age which believes all these things. Again, this is another trope of storytelling. Someone who comes back and says they're a certain person, is it really them? There is the wonderful modern story of the return of Martin Guerre. There are many stories where someone arrives pretending to be, or actually being a claimant for something. I suppose one of the most famous incidents is that of Anastasia, who claims to be the only surviving daughter of the Russian Tsar, who was assassinated. All of these stories have their origin in The Odyssey. Therefore, Penelope has to set another challenge, this time to try and prove the true identity of the person that's claiming to be her husband. She asks that he helps her move their bridal bed into another room. He immediately replies that that is not possible because one of the legs of the bed was actually made from a living tree. He made the bed, so he he knows all about its secret. Penelope is satisfied that this is her husband, and they can go back to living in marital bliss and harmony. Now, the story of Penelope was very popular because it represented, as I said, the idea of a faithful wife against all the odds. The Romans were very keen on it, because it represented their whole idea of a faithful marriage, despite what the men were getting up to in private. In medieval times, where writers and artists were trying to find an example of the perfect woman, Penelope was very useful. In ancient artworks, we often see her with her head resting on one hand, you know, one elbow up and head resting on the hand, but also with her legs crossed. This is a very unusual pose for ancient art, and it represents her chastity. Penelope is also useful when we think what the Odyssey itself might represent to Greek society. When we talked in the first episode about what storytelling can do, one of the things was to be illustrations or instructions. One interpretation of the Odyssey was that it was a handbook for young Greek men as part of their journey from Boyhood to manhood. The challenges that Odysseus faces are examples of what a young Greek man would have to face in his life. All the temptations of the flesh are there. How he would need to trust and rely upon his friends, his team, as it were, and how he had to make certain that he was fulfilling the will of the gods. Remember as well that as a hero, Odysseus gets everything wrong. Are the storytellers saying, learn by my mistakes? Like all Greek storytelling, we're dealing with the physical, with the emotional, and the spiritual. The spirit that has a soul, that inhabits a body. When modern storytellers are interpreting the story, remember that they have to do the physical, the emotional and the spiritual. Let's take a a couple of examples. The Cohen brothers, the famous film directors and writers did a version of the Odyssey called O Brother, Where Art Thou? It starts with three brothers on a chain gang who are literally chained together. They represent body, mind and spirit. The brother representing the body has almost animal instincts. The spiritual brother actually hears the, the version of a siren's song and runs down to a river and is baptised. The soul, representing the mind and the emotions, who's played by George Clooney in the film, has the middle name Ulysses, which is the Latin equivalent of Odysseus. The brothers, in escaping from the chain gang, meet a blind soothsayer, almost in direct homage to the story of Oedipus. He talks about no man as a direct quote to the story of Polyphemus. And so it continues. It's worth having a look at the film and thinking about all the references to the Odyssey in it. Another modern equivalent is the novel Cold Mountain, which has also been turned into a film. This time the war is not the Trojan War, but the American War of Independence. And Jude Law is the Odysseus character trying to get home. His adventures are based on the encounters in the Odyssey. Meanwhile, his wife, who is played by Nicole Kidman in the film, is the equivalent of Penelope, and she is being pursued by people who are trying to marry her. Again, a very interesting interpretation of the Odyssey. So we will continue with this whole idea of the hero's journey next time.